Hey everyone, it's Peter Rosenberg from Cheap Heat. Join me and the fearless, physically large stat guy, Greg, and of course, Super Agent 35 under 35 Dipperstein as we tackle the biggest stories in pro wrestling each and every week. To hear us, follow the Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER and visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Show. Austin Gale here with the Raj Father, Roger Sherman, college football aficionado, entering finally the national championship, not the national championship, but the college football playoff finally kicks off here in a few days. We've talked about some of the bowl games leading up to this. We still have some bowl games that we talked about on last week's episode. North Carolina, Oregon plays today, recording this on Wednesday, December 28th. Also have Texas, Washington playing tomorrow. Pittsburgh, UCLA playing Friday. Notre Dame, South Carolina playing Friday. We've talked about a handful of these games. How has your bowl betting season gone thus far? I'll say this to start. Mine has gone awfully. I have not hit on a lot of bets thus far. I'm going to need these New Year's. I'm going to need these New Year's six bowls to hit different. It's, they're so hard to bet. I don't know who's playing. The Alabama game, we tried to handicap with like Bryce Young not playing, Will Anderson not playing, and then all of a sudden they do play, so the line moves. And then they, I don't know, man. It's a tough, it's a tough, I, 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 the, the same vigor that old school college coaches have and the same like venom in their teeth that they have for the NIL I have for betting bowl games because it's so difficult to bet bowl games with all the opt-outs and yeah Luke Fickle coaching for Wisconsin already somehow like what the I don't even understand how that even works yeah so I mean you've got to you've got to bet the bowl games a little bit recreationally uh if you're betting a bowl game like right now I have the military bowl on behind you uh, when I look past the computer and the TV in the background, there's bowl game on there. I got a little bit of money on it, but like, yes, these games are incredibly hard to handicap because of how many people are not playing in them. Um, sometimes teams try out new things. We've had some fun. I think you can find some value in some of them, but we're getting towards the games that matter. The games where everybody on their roster is playing. The games where all the NFL prospects are going to be playing the games that need the most in the season and therefore the games that we can kind of handicap a little bit and, and uh, maybe win some money. I am looking forward to 
these New Year's Six Bowls. I'm also looking forward to, obviously, the start of the college football playoff. These games, we've talked about a little bit. We did an early betting preview, I want to say, like two or three weeks ago. Now, the line for TCU-Michigan, which will be the first game that plays on Saturday, New Year's Eve, has moved around from 7.5 to 9.5. Right now on FanDuel, you can bet Michigan minus 7.5 at minus 108. And then Georgia-Ohio State, that line is at six and a half. Georgia favored by six and a half. So Michigan on the other side of the hook where Georgia is on the right side of the hook here. Let's start with TCU Michigan. If you've been listening to this podcast all season, you know Frogs. Roger, Roger and I bleed purple and squirt blood out of our eyes, actually, like the TCU Horn Frogs. However, I was talking to Stefan Anderson, our producer on the show, a little bit before we started recording. Yeah, do I want to back the Frogs? Do I want to back Max Duggan after the performance he had in the Big 12 Championship where they should have won? Absolutely. But you give Jim Harbaugh, head coach of Michigan, a full month to prepare, and I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't know if TCU has enough, in the trenches specifically, offensive line, defensive line, to go toe-to-toe with Michigan for four quarters. That doesn't even bring in the fact that Michigan has their best quarterback that they've had in like probably 10-plus years with J.J. McCarthy. Donovan Edwards, who's filled in for the injured Blake Corum, has been sensational specifically in the second half of games. This Michigan team is better than it was last year. I think you can say that with full confidence. Better position for sure to beat a Georgia team if they do beat TCU. It's hard to bet the Frogs. Even though you're getting the hook at plus seven and a half, I think this is going to be a trouncing, dude. I think Michigan wins this one handedly. So, first of all, I, let's let's just talk about the difference between why we liked this TCU team so much and why we like this Michigan team. Um This TCU team played in close, exciting games every single week. They pulled out a ton of great victories. Just an awesome story from a college football perspective. I'm writing a story on them for this week for our website. Like just about, you know, they were able to pull off win after win, close win after close win after close win after close win. That isn't really how Michigan handled things. They won most of their games by three, four touchdowns. they just really had one close game against Illinois. Other than that, they were winning games by 20, 30. I don't think these teams are particularly close on the field. Uh, if you just look at the advanced uh, the advanced stats, Michigan is just going to be way ahead of TCU in most of them. And if we also look historically at the way the college football playoff goes, it's it's typically we get to the end of the year and there's the team that is good against the team that had a good season. And what I mean is one of these teams is, you know, stacked with, uh, you know, more talented players, won these games by a lot versus the team that made the college football playoff, you know, in that, that, that third or fourth spot. It is, is, is kind of celebrating that they had a great year and, the, these games, the semis, are almost never close. Of the 16 college football playoff games, 13 of them have been decided by more than a touchdown. Right now, this line is at 7.5. I, I think it will be a lot, a lot more than that. Personally, I think Michigan will win by more than that. Also, the, the favorite in the college football playoff is 10-6 uh, is in the semifinals. And under is also 10 and 6. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Um, so I think you've got, if you look at the way these teams played this season with 
with all due respect to the, what TCU did all year long, Michigan seems like a better team, and in the college football playoff, the better team generally wins by a lot. I am with you. I, I think I think the trends continue. I think the trends continue. I think you see. I think you see favorites continue to roll. And uh, I, 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 looking at the Ohio State Georgia game, that total set at sixty two and a half. Michigan TCU at fifty eight and a half. It's I'd be as good as Ohio State can put up points and as good as they've like the offense has been, I still think that Georgia will beat them in the trenches. I think that's where what really separates these teams when you see these like cross conference matchups, Big Ten versus Big Twelve, I give the edge to Michigan what they have offensively and defensively in the trenches. Georgia, Ohio State, Big Ten versus SEC, and we saw this last year between Michigan and Georgia, the SEC and what Georgia has in the defensive line and offensive line, I think it's just gonna be so much different than what Ohio State has to offer. I, I think that it's that it's I think that's a leading reason why these you know semi semifinal games often are uh, lopsided. I don't know what your take is on that. Yeah, I mean it's honestly the type of thing where you think in your head like, oh, they have the extra month. Maybe like the the lesser team can scheme something up and figure something out and find a way to get it done. And and historically that just hasn't been how it works out. Historically you spend I spend this month talking myself into the underdog. And then it doesn't happen. All three of the college football playoff games last year went favorite under. Like all three of them, the favorite one and the total went under. The the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the National Championship all did that. And um, it's not just that, you know, it, it's not just that we're in the same tournament this time. It, we've got some of the same teams here. We've got Georgia and Michigan back. Um, that namely, Georgia. Uh, you know, was was able to control two of those games and, and get the other. They were playing Michigan in the, in the other one. And, but it just seems to be like that's the way this this sort of thing goes. And we'll we'll have a chance to to celebrate TCU because because I, I think we should celebrate them right now. We've we've spent all season hyping them up. We've spent all season hollering about Max Duggan. We've spent all season hollering about our beloved frogs. And um, you know, I, I just I just don't think they're gonna get it done against Michigan. Going back to the recreational betting, I think also like the yeah, recreational viewing experience. Max Duggan gonna be a treat to watch. JJ McCarthy in that game, Donovan Edwards for Michigan, Quinton Johnson, TCU's wide receiver, could be the first receiver taken in the 2023 NFL draft. They have a lot of talent. Those purple horn frogs do. I just don't think they have enough to overcome what Michigan has on both sides of the ball. For Ohio State, Georgia, Stetson Bennett back in the college football playoff. He's had a lot of success this season. Um, I wouldn't say as much success as he had last season, but still a very talented, da- talented signal caller for that team. And then defensively, Georgia lost Nolan Smith and it hasn't skipped a beat, right? This Georgia defense is still up there with the best in the country. I don't know if CJ Stroud and company have enough to beat up on this Georgia team or, or put up enough points on this Georgia team in what could be a shootout, right? Total set 62 and a half though. I see, I see this one being Georgia really shutting down what Ohio state could do offensively and heading to their second consecutive national championship. Yeah. I mean the, the way that Ohio state Michigan game played out, I said this a couple weeks ago, I'm saying it again, the way that game played out really does not make me confident about Ohio state here. The, the way that they, you know, kind of got, bullied by a, a, a stronger team, a team that's stronger in the trenches. You know, this Georgia team, this Michigan team, both great offensive lines. Uh, I, I think that 
the game might play out in a very similar way where where Ohio State kind of gets, you know, bullied the way that Michigan bullied them. And, and I yeah. mean, if you want to talk about the preparation aspect, you know, I feel like Ohio State spent a full year looking forward to that Michigan game and it didn't help them at all. And now they've got a full month to to kind of treat this this matchup with Georgia the same way. And I don't think it's going to help them at all. It's boring to pick favorite favorite. Um, mm-hmm. But historically, that's the way it goes. And it really does seem like there's a big difference in talent and in the trenches with both of these two favorites in the college football playoff. And and honestly, like I said, to... 13, 13 out of the 16 college football playoff games have been decided by more than a touchdown, or the semifinals have been decided by more than a touchdown. The finals have been great. Uh, the the semis are typically blowouts, and we've had more of them decided by 30 points than decided by seven points. And right now, we're getting the hook here. Ohio State plus six and a half. So if Georgia can win by a touchdown, which to me seems likely to happen, you know, that's, that's a win right there. I, I think there's also, like you said, value on that under because I think Georgia's defense is, I, I think this is a really high total at 62 and a half for a game with Georgia's defense in it. On the other side, this SEC championship did hit 80 points kind of a kind of a wild result there 50 to 30 Georgia versus LSU uh but i think this game honestly i know not to rip off the sec's advertising campaign but this game just means more georgia knew that they were in the playoff regardless of <laughs> of what was happening there uh and they've had national championship on their minds all year long they're a bigger, stronger team than Ohio State. And I think they're I I think this is gonna be under sixty two and a half. And I think that Georgia is gonna win by more than a touchdown. How much does this mean more? If you bet futures odds right now, Georgia to win the national championship, they're minus one thirty. You could take the field at plus one twelve. So the field being any of Michigan, Ohio State, TCU winning the title is at plus one twelve. If you want to bet Georgia to win it right now, ahead of the game, obviously against Ohio State and the national championship it is minus 130 they also have FanDuel some odds on what the national championship could be depending on who wins if it's tcu georgia that line right now is 16 and a half ohio state tcu um ohio state favored by 10 and a half ohio state michigan ohio state would actually be favored by three and a half and then what the most likely if both favorites win the most likely national championship line national championship line will be georgia favored by michigan by eight and a half any, let's focus on that line specifically because obviously we're picking both the favorites to win, Michigan, Georgia. Would you be betting Michigan <laughs> plus eight and a half against Georgia? Would you even be thinking that? I, I personally would. I, I like Michigan plus eight and a half against Georgia, this Georgia team versus last year's. But I don't know, man. Again, it could be another situation where it does just mean more and Georgia just runs away with it. I, I would, I would. Like I said, the semifinals have been blowouts. The championships, when we get the best two teams on the same field, have been pretty close. Um, what was surprising to me, if you look at these odds, that, that uh, it makes me sad to say this, but looking at the futures odds for the national championship, 
it's Georgia minus 130, then Michigan and Ohio State have pretty similar odds. Michigan's plus 300, plus 360. And then our beloved frogs are at plus 1,800. <laughs> 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 they, they think that Ohio State is like, is like so many times more likely to pull this off to beat Georgia and then beat whoever's in that national championship game is that the TCU is. I think I would take Michigan on that. If you look at SP plus, uh, there's about a three point gap in between Michigan and Georgia. So I think eight and a half is a, there would be value there on Michigan. What I'm interested in, honestly, the fact that we both think that Georgia and Michigan are going to win and cover. So right now, the look-ahead odds for the the actual national championship matchup. We could get Georgia versus Michigan on FanDuel at minus 125 as the matchup to happen out of these games. And considering we're both on Georgia and Michigan to not only win but cover, that seems like a pretty high likelihood of, ch- of of happening. It's listed at minus 125, so they're saying there's about a 55% chance of that happening. I think it's higher. I mean, we're we're on both of those teams, like I said, to win by more than a touchdown. So we're feeling good about both of these teams. I think I'm going to put a little bit of money on, on that uh, look-ahead possibility. I like it. Minus 125, I think there's value there. One more bet I wanted to throw at you before we let you go. It's a 2023 win total, which normally no book is <laughs> Those are out. out 20, no, yeah, no, no book is putting out 2023 win totals really until early parts of January, February, whatever it is. There is and one I, team out though on FanDuel. I, I, and, it's, and, and you can look, I'm, I'm looking at there's only one available. Let's talk yes, about it. Yes. <laughs> the only one available right now is, uh, is the Colorado Primes. I mean, the Colorado Buffs, where Deion Sanders is obviously the new head coach. Uh, The total is set at four and a half wins. If you want to take the over four and a half wins for Colorado, that would be plus 126. So you're getting plus money on an over four and a half wins for Colorado in 2023. Minus 152 if you want to bet under four and a half. Where is your head go there? Are Are you even looking at this line right now? First of all, I like it. I believe in Coach Prime. I the fact the amount of talent that he could bring in right off the bat was showed just now at, at the lower levels of the sport at the FCS level when he just was bringing four or five star players at, right away and was able to succeed right away was able to win back to back undefeated seasons in the SWAC and also looking at Colorado's schedule next year. They got Nebraska. They got Colorado State non-conference play. Those are both wins. They also have the Horned Frogs. We won't be talking about that. Uh, but so you're asking them to get four wins out of nine games in the Pac-12. And there are some not-so-great programs in the Pac-12 right now. They're, they're going to be... I, I think that's a pretty good line to get plus, uh, plus money on over four and a half wins. But this will be the story of the next college football season. <laughs> it feels like to me, it's amazing. Colorado has gone from something that we did not talk about at all to the sports books are like, we got to capitalize on the interest in Colorado football by putting out win totals a year ahead of time. Um, it's basically more important than the college football playoff. Really is. It really is. I looking. I want to look at their non-conference schedule 
before kind of weighing in. Obviously, that's a big factor, the first three games being non-conference. Uh, they have TCU to open yeah. up the season. I Colorado think that could State, be in Nebraska. Now. And Colorado State, Nebraska. I, I, I think that... That's two wins, man. I think that's two wins. Matt Rule versus Prime? Prime? I don't know, man. It should be a treat. I'm probably taking the over with you. I want to be... Here's the other part of betting totals. We're, I'm excited to talk... You know, doing this podcast next season talking about some college football totals next year. Best thing about betting totals is you pick who you want to root for. With college football, there's so many freaking teams, it's hard to have long-term love for any team in any point of the season because there's, what, 130 FBS teams. But if you take some overs, some, some, some Colorado overs, some TCU overs next year, Oregon State Beave overs, that's how you get on board with some, with some, uh, with some favorite teams in college football. Here's the one thing you have to consider, though. When you're placing a 2023 win totals future bet, uh, right now when it's still 2022 is I am just giving this company my money for the next 11 months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes. like in, the best, in the best case scenario, I will get this money back Thanksgiving of next year. And, you know, I, we need to pay rent and stuff in the meantime. So you have to be real sure that it's going to, to win and cover that, uh, that hypothetical interest rate that you would have gotten. On, uh, on whatever you need right now. But I really do like that, man. I'm honestly considering handing over some of my money for the next 11 months because I believe in the buffs, because I believe in Coach Prime. Love it, love it. Well, I'm excited to watch, obviously, the college football playoff then into the national championship. And then it sounds like the entire podcast listenership is going to be rooting for the buffs over four and a half wins at plus 152. Looking forward to that as well. Well, I appreciate you, Roger. And I can't wait for the new year to continue to talk college football with you. Until next time, Asa Gale, the Raj Father, Roger Sherman. Peace.